An adult elephant can weigh up to six tons. The average person, 150 pounds. Ever heard of carfentanil? It's a large wild animal tranquilizer. Illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it. It can kill the average human. If you or a loved one is addicted to opiates, even pain pills, don't wait until it's too late. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. We care. Many of us have been where you are. We'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely. Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need. And with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. Call now to save a life. Hi,这是John白尼。你们正在收听TV《Confidential》。我是Robertson，我是Reminder，我们会再放一个广播节目在今天的中午。在今天的中午，我们会再放一个广播节目在今天的中午。在今天的中午，我们会再放一个广播节
uh, television's very first self-contained studio in the sky, a DC-4, specially outfitted with uh, videotape facilities. And uh, it was huge. It was a major undertaking. Well, that's, that's one of the things we like about this program. We learn things that we didn't know before. Uh, another question before we start to listening to some of the clips that you prepared for us tonight, Phil. One thing I remember from the video I have seen of the Edward R. Murrow person-to-person is that uh, you, you would get literally two sides of Murrow uh, whenever, whenever he would interview showbiz people or, or, or newsmakers. He would start off you know, kind of casual, and, and, and then, you know, it's a, at some point in the interview, he would shift personalities, and, and it would become a little more hard news. Did, did Charles Collingwood follow the same path, or did he put his own stamp on the show? Well, it's interesting. Uh, a, Collingwood followed uh, with the same structural technique that uh, Edward Amaro did, and it's kind of unusual when you think about doing an interview uh, you're in the same location as the person being interviewed, but you're not in the same room. Mm-hmm. And even when they did these um, European programs, and by the way, there were 17 of them. They were done between December 19, 1959, and April 15, 1960. They did these 17 uh, episodes with um, celebrities in Paris, London, and Rome, Collingwood would literally be in a different room, similar to the technique that Murrow did when he was in the studio and they had the screen and they were then talking back and forth live to uh, John F. Kennedy or uh, Marlon Brando or Marilyn Monroe who were in their own home. So that technique was continued. Was Was he in the same room from that location or was he in the same room from a distant location, say, across the Atlantic? No, he was just in another room in the same location, huh. just in order not to be on camera and not to be in the face <laughs> of the person being interviewed. Okay, so it's a little, uh, so it would be a little more personal as opposed to a, two, you know, as as suppo- it would as opposed to a a a one on one interview it would be mostly he would be off off screen asking questions. It was it would be more like having a telephone conversation, uh, except that uh, both individuals or individuals were uh, on camera. Okay, well, let's, let's take a listen to some of the individuals uh, that, that he talked to, one of which is legendary film and TV cowboy Gene Autry. Gene Autry was born on a farm near the small town of Tioga, Texas, and grew up near Ravia, Oklahoma. His first job was as a relief telegraph operator for the Frisco Railroad in Chelsea, Oklahoma, before he went on to become nationally famous as America's favorite Western singer and actor. He's been making films and records ever since, except for four years during World War II, when he was an Air Corps pilot in the Air Transport Command. Gene and Mrs. Autry live in this early California-style house in North Hollywood. It overlooks the entire San Fernando Valley. There he is. Hello, Gene. Hello there, Charlie. I think that's the first time I've ever seen Gene Autry make an entrance without a horse. (laughs) Well, of course, with this modern-day transportation of airplanes and automobiles, we use that a lot. However, I still stick to the horse, and Champion and my other horses are up at the ranch at Newhall, California. Come on in. Gene, do you divide your time fairly evenly between this house and the ranch at Newhall? Well, of course, I live here in North Hollywood, but... I do spend a lot of time up at the ranch. In the old days, they used to make movies up there with William S. Hart, Tom Mix, Hoot Gibson, Buck Jones, and many others. But nowadays, of course, they're making television films up there, like uh, Gunsmoke, How Gun Will Travel, 
many of the others. Charles Collingwood interviewing Gene Autry on the July 8th, 1960 edition of Person to Person, audio of which is available, a TV audio.com. Now, in this case, Phil, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm not watching the, the video. I'm just judging on the audio uh, because obviously that's all we have left of this particular broadcast. But it, it sounds like Collingwood was actually greeting uh, Autry as he entered as opposed to some of the setup that we talked about before we played the tape. The USA interviews, and this was one of them, um, were done very much in the manner that Ed Murrow did uh, his interviews where he was in the studio you had a uh, TV monitor, a large screen, and he would be talking to the monitor, viewing Autry, and Autry would be on location at his home, in this case, in most cases, and he would be talking back to Collingwood in uh, the New York studio. It was only during those foreign broadcasts where uh, they had to makeshift a studio within the premises of uh, the person being interviewed. So... In all essence, it was done exactly the way Murrow had done these programs. Collingwood was not side-by-side with these individuals. Neither was Murrow. Is that, okay, so when you, when you call the show person-to-person, it's actually kind of a misnomer because, okay, uh, the, 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 the subject is in their home, but as you say, it's more like a telephone conversation with the video component. Absolutely. In fact, um, we had done a program a number of months ago where um, I highlighted and profiled Here's Hollywood, and that was the, anticip- uh, the um, uh, antithesis of, of this type of programming because Jack Linklater and Helen O'Connell, uh, they would be in the home and they would be on camera, right. and if uh, Linklater was uh, interviewing Steve McQueen, he would be side by side. One of the ones that uh, you have available at atvaudio.com is a... Uh segment that originally aired June 30th, 1961. Charles Collingwood with Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett is one of the most gifted comedians to come along in quite some time. She's been a regular on the Gary Moore television show, and she starred in Broadway and in nightclubs. Carol was born in San Antonio, Texas, raised in Hollywood, and came to New York in 1954 to seek fame and fortune in show business. It wasn't too long before her sharp comedy sense was recognized and the name Carol Burnett was up in lights. Get back to work! (laughs) Hello, Carol. Hi, Charles. Do you always pass the time of day this way with your neighbors? Well, they're my buddies. They've been working here now for about a year on this building across the way here, and uh, every time I come out on the terrace, we exchange various viewpoints about... New York and uh, the way they build things here. I like that. Carol, despite these minor annoyances, you seem to be a pretty happy person. I know there must be some bright features to your home life. Yes, there are. Uh, My two monsters, my dogs, and my one monster, my sister, Chris. This is Christine, my sister, who is 15, and these are the dogs. Hello, Chris. Hi. Say, those are mighty noble-looking pets you have there. Well, thank you. This is Bruce, the female, and this is Fang, the husband. Fang? Yes. Oh, that's a dashing name. (laughs) Down Fang. Carol, when did you decide that you wanted the life of footlights and cameras? When I was at UCLA, uh, I majored in journalism, or I wanted to take a journalism course, and um, I was talked into doing a one-act 
there, written by one of the students at school, and I heard my first laugh, and the bug bit, and that was it. Carol Burnett in conversation with Charles Collingwood on the June 30th, 1961 edition of Person to Person, the audio of which is available at atvaudio.com, www.atvaudio.com. Phil, we're mentioning before we were recording that in, in that particular broadcast, uh, Carol shares screen time with her sister, Chris, and that's, um, that, that's one of the few times we actually uh, heard about her sister. Very much so, and uh, I consider that uh, to be such a rare moment, a very cherished moment. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, I'm not aware of any other um, TV or radio interview where both appeared. And uh, this is uh, 50 years ago. Uh, it's amazing, 50 years ago, which would make Chris uh, 65 years old today. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's it it, it it's of course you know, 1961. This is about uh, five or six years before the premiere of her long-running uh, variety show, which uh, which which certainly was was a staple uh, every week, every uh, for, uh, either on Saturday nights or Monday nights, because it aired on both nights during in the course of its uh, CBS run, the Carol Burnett Show, which is a staple for many baby boomers. Uh, at the time of this person-to-person uh, -person interview, she was still very paramount uh, on the Gary Moore show, and that's where she really gained tremendous fame, uh, really catapulting her to uh, be able to do her first specials with Julie Andrews, which were a couple of years uh, hence, or, or one year from, from this particular person-to-person -person show, and then in 1967 getting her own series, which uh, has become an icon series, uh, which which we all revere and love and remember. Speaking of icons, although in another in another sense, when when I was a kid growing up in San Francisco, we had uh, one of the local stations had a, a nightly comedy hour uh, where they would play not only records, you know, clips from Bill Cosby albums, Shelley Berman albums, but they would they would play clips from uh, Spike Jones and his City Slickers. And you have a clip of Spike in conversation with Charles Collingwood that originally aired on December 8th, 1960. Lindley Armstrong Jones, who at an early age adopted the name Spike Jones, is generally regarded as the foremost musical satirist of our time. Spike Jones was born in Long Beach, California, started playing the piano as a lad of seven, turned to the drums a couple of years later and thus began a most successful and rather amazing musical career. Hello, Spike. Hi, Charles. How are you? This where you dream up the gags and write your unique arrangements? Yes, this is my office in my music room. This is where I plan all my musical destruction. Incidentally, this is my secretary and my daughter, Linda Lee. Hello, Linda Lee. Hello, Mr. Collingwood. Honey, you can take this on to rehearsal, all right? Fine, thank you. It's all right, just the way it is. Bye, Linda. Spike, you've had a long and lucrative career in the entertainment field. Are there any other musical heights to which you aspire? Well, right now, Charles, to tell you the truth, I'm working on four specials for television. Uh, musical specials, they are. And uh, they're based on some of our current albums. I'm working on one based on our album, 60 Years of Music, America Hates Best. And uh, I hope to trap the Los Angeles Philharmonic into letting me to conduct them in my arrangement of the Overture of 1812. I have a very beautiful arrangement of the Overture of 1812, as I'm sure you can imagine. It comes to a gorgeous climax where I shoot a violin player out of the cannon. Oh, I like and, that. Uh, well, I'm glad you do, Charles, because I worked very hard on it. 
Charles Collingwood talking to Spike Jones from the December 8th, 1960 edition of Person to Person, audio of which is available at Archival Television Audio, ATVAudio.com. Take a quick time out, then we will replay our conversation from 2013 with Tim Hollis, author of Part of a Complete Breakfast. We come back for hour number two of TV Confidential. Stay with us. If you haven't been listening to TV Confidential, this is who you're missing. Linda Day George. Diane Cannon. Donna Mills. Richard Benjamin. Michael Bell. Joan Van Ark. Thank you so much, Joan. I, I really appreciate this. I hope we'll have a chance to chat again. Well, I hope so, too. And let me tell you, bravo to you. Kudos for doing your homework. That's all I got to say. Thank you. Hugs. That's TV Confidential. Every week on this station and every day online at televisionconfidential.com. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week, and I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now and tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-717-6901-855-717-6901-855-717-6901-855-717-6901-855-717-6901-855-717-6901-855-717-6901-855-717-6901-855-717-6901-855-717-6901-855-717-6901-855-717-6901-855-717-6901-855-717-6901-855-
This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.